Hello everyone, you're listening to Soul Food on Sin. I'm Sammy. We're joined now by a Melbourne-based singer-songwriter, Queen Ali, formerly known as just Ali. Her 2018 EP, Applesauce, is still in playlists of many R&B heads around town, with some timeless pop and beat, hip-hop, and of course, classic R&B sounds sitting under some top-notch vocal performances. Queen Ali, welcome to Soul Food. Thank you for having me. I'm so honoured. To introduce you a bit for listeners who might not be familiar, how did you like start songwriting? And like, was music something you're always doing or wanted to make a career out of? Or did you like kind of fall in love with it later in life? Pretty much from the moment I hopped out the womb, I was a music kid. Um, I grew up in a very musical household. My dad is one of those really irritating people who can pretty much pick up any instrument and just be able to master it right on the go. Me, not so lucky. I have to work a little bit harder at it, chip at it a little bit more. But in terms of like songwriting, I actually started when I was seven years old. And I wrote my very first song. Gosh, I can't remember off the top of my head what it was called, but it was something about like shining your light on the world. It was very, very, it was a very seven-year-old song to write. You know what I mean? But yeah, so from there, I guess I sort of just felt like it made sense to me in terms of expressing myself and how I wanted the world to sort of understand my point of view and my worldview and yeah it just kind of became sort of it was like writing in your journal for me except a little bit more fun because you can jump on the piano and find some chords that work with it or you jump on the keyboard or you know you might find a really great sample and from there just sort of build on that yeah and then like your music definitely has you know a lot of r&b influences some songs are just outright Mm -hmm. r&b When did you kind of fall in love with the genre? And I guess like what are your biggest inspirations and influences within that space? Well, my legal name is Aaliyah. I was named after my dad's favourite singer. Uh, For those of you who don't know her, she was basically a pioneer. She's the princess of R&B and R&B pop um, in the 90s. Sadly passed away in 2002, but she is just so iconic and I think it's a, it's a it's a tough name to have um because it's because it is after someone so iconic and so you feel like you have to kind of really feed into that and really live up to the name but yeah growing up my my parents had me at quite a young age and they were listening to NWA Tupac Biggie all of those really great like 90s R&B hip hop rap Um, And my grandparents really loved the music of Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, all of those just really, gosh, like to me, I look at them and I just, they're sort of like my deities, if you will. I love them so much. And I think that's where my, that that sound for me comes from, is just coming from all of the different influences that my family sort of raised me on and then of course finding my own growing up I love Janae Aiko I love Janelle Monet. I love all of those really powerful female vocalists and like Mariah Carey is just like amazing so <laughs> for sure um so yeah I guess like I mentioned in the in the intro Applesauce is mm-hmm. gonna be five years old this year um oh my god already already oh my baby <laughs> my baby's in prep now. 
How do you feel kind of like looking back at Applesauce? Do you still love it? I am so proud of that project. I've never told anyone this, but literally the day before its release, I turned to my boyfriend who is my producer and I said, I can't do this. There's just no way that I can bear my soul like this to the world. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And he's here trying to talk me off of the ledge and is just like, no, like you worked really hard on this. This is something that needs to be out there in the world. And eventually, I guess I just sort of came to the thought of stuff it. If it's out there, it's out there. I worked really hard on this and someone somewhere in some little corner of the world is going to relate to something in this or is going to love it some way, somehow. And I guess I just got really, I don't want to say lucky because I worked really hard, but I guess I was very fortunate that it was picked up by um, Triple J and so many people really loved it and a lot of people related to some of the things that I said or they just were like this this is a banger like snap really it really did change my life in the sense of really confirming to me that this is what I want to do with my life but don't get me wrong like I I list I I can't really listen to it because I go oh my god I should have saying it this way or oh like the vocal production should have been like this or maybe we could have done this a bit better and like you know as much as it's like oh just take it as like a learning curve or it's just a lesson and then apply it what you've learned from this to the next one it's still one of those things it's like you know when like you've recorded a video as a kid and then you watch it and you just cringe I I can't help myself I'm just constantly like how could this have been improved um yeah (laughs) yeah that's fair as well you're always you're always improving as well so you you look back at old work and be like that could do it better now exactly (laughs) Um, yeah you also recently started DJing as well Mm -hmm. and a lot of like hip-hop and R&B curation including local artists which we love on soul food um have you been finding kind of that DJ journey and like that side of performing it was pretty similar to my how I felt before applesauce came out of just I think as an artist you we're so sensitive and we're constantly very critical of ourselves and very aware of like our art and how it can be misconstrued in the world um and so there were moments where I was just like am I doing the right thing I suck no, no, I'm fine. I can do this. No one else is playing the music that I'm playing. Oh my gosh, no one will know this song. Am I doing the right thing? Um, But in the end, I got up there on the Your Shot stage and ended up being runner up for the JBL main stage, which was incredible because I literally felt like I stuffed up every single transition. Everything sucked. But, you know, Obviously, the crowd and the judges thought something else, Um, but I've loved it. It's just like picking up another instrument for me. Um, And it was something that I'd wanted to do since I was a teenager, but never really had the confidence or the know-how to pick up. Um, So I was just really grateful to pick it up and be able to do it. And I love 
highlighting local artists and underground artists. Like it's something it's I'm really, really passionate about. Um, and so Trees by Arno Faraji is literally like my go-to song. And I knew I had to, I had to open my set with that song in particular. It's just one of those songs that like you might not know it, you might not have ever heard it before, you might not know who Arno is, but you're going to get groove into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, some local DJs are almost kind of embarrassed to play local tracks unless it's like in a very specific kind of niche electronic genre, but it's it's good quality music, you know, local hip-hop and R&B. Oh, totally agree. We have so many undiscovered amazing gems in our own backyard and I feel like you know we really need to highlight and celebrate and shine a spotlight on our own talent I don't you know like we shouldn't have to send our talent elsewhere in order for them to really get that traction and that they deserve so yeah highlighting talent I love it I love discovering new artists discovering sounds it's my favorite thing yeah awesome so yeah going into the years just started um what are your kind of queen ali ambitions for this year more dj sets or more music performances i definitely want to get back on the stage um and i feel like the last five years there have been a lot of ups and downs a lot of um introspection and a lot of changes within my world that like you know aside from the pandemic and all of that stuff there's also just been a lot of personal growth that I feel needs to be told I love storytelling um so definitely want to come out with some new stuff definitely want to start really working on my craft and my sound and going back to my roots as well um DJing, look, man, if, if anybody wants me on their stage, I'm so there. I'll put my hand up. I'll be a hype girl or I'll open for anyone. Um, no major goals really there. I truly just love doing it and I'm happy to just sort of do it anywhere for anyone. But I definitely want to come back to music and have some new releases. So keep an eye out for that. Nice. Very exciting. <laughs> Being a local artist that very much works within the sounds of R&B, um, do you feel the industry welcomed and has supported you? Definitely. I am so grateful that everyone has welcomed me with open arms, whether it was as a DJ, whether it was as a singer-songwriter. Everyone has just been so open um, to me being a part of the community, which I love that. I was really privileged to have met Kudos, who's another amazing local artist, amazing rapper, great storyteller. And he came to me and said, I need an amazing female to open up my show. Will you be that person? And at the time I literally was like, no, what? Like I probably had like two plays on my EP on Spotify. And I was like, how does this man know who I am? Like, okay, sure. You know, and I think being a woman of colour, specifically a Filipino-Australian woman, I am always aware that R&B is a black genre. It has very deep 
history and very deep roots and I try and be as reverent and as respectful as I possibly can um what especially because I am a guest in their house you know you don't walk into someone's house with the shoes on if you know that the rules are please take your shoes off at the door um and that's something that I am very aware of and very respectful of yeah and given like the history of local Mm. hip-hop and R&B specifically here that's very you know, probably the most important thing to keep in mind. Definitely. I think there are, of course, we have to be accepting of everyone, especially when it comes to art and how they feel best, that people best express themselves. But like I said, R&B, hip-hop, rap, Afrobeats, everything has such deep-rooted black history that we need to be respectful and be aware that I don't own this, I am a guest. Yeah, for sure. Why do you think local R&B music hasn't seen the success like its international counterparts have? Mm. If I'm completely honest and transparent, I think there isn't enough support and love from home. Um, You know, People who are part of the scene, people who are privileged enough to go to events and meet people, um, meet local artists and work with other artists, um, we're very privileged and very lucky to, how do I say this? We're very lucky to have context and to really dive in and understand. And what I think people struggle with is making it palatable without losing its authenticity. And so I think there is enough love within the community itself, but it's hard for the general public to sort of really get a grasp of it because it it is quite niche. You really have to love it. And in order for it to be authentic, it's, it's difficult to make it palatable for the masses. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my guns to that. (laughs) Um, Do you have any proposals as to how the Australian music industry could amplify local R&B artists? I think we need to make room for people. Um, We, the industry is very much, loves to sort of highlight one thing at a time and I think what needs to happen is we need to expand the spotlight a little bit more to be more inclusive of things and not just be so hyper-focused on okay this is the flavor of the month let's focus on that flavor of the month okay the month's over so we'll move on to the next one there needs to be more variety there needs to be more diversity and I also think we need to have said diversity behind the scenes as well because we cannot be having brown faces or with a white voice if you know what I mean Um, we need more people of color producers or more people who are in the scene to actually be running the show but I do think that is you know that's something that is happening now like I think People are, hold on, I think things are a lot more accessible now and so people are able to create their own. But that takes so long 
we have an established industry already. All that needs to be done is just expand the spotlight. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very true. That's a very good point. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I guess what are your predictions for the future of Australian R&B? I think it's a little baby that is just going to keep growing. We, as people who are so deeply entrenched in it, need to just take it one step at a time, have a bit of patience because the time will come. Then the world, like the world already knows and loves R&B. I think Australia just needs to catch up a little bit. Um, and we just have to keep, you know, chipping away at it one day at a time, one song release at a time, and eventually it will come around. People will catch on, yeah. Yeah. Um, People are just a little bit slower. Australia's just a little bit slower than, you know, the rest of the world when it comes to R&B and, you know, what's happening in the scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess kind of leads into final question, the main kind of question Soul Food is asking. Do you think Melbourne has a taste for R&B? I think we do. I think we definitely do. I'm such a proud um, Melbourneian kid. You know, I grew up in the southeast suburbs and I grew up in, I also grew up in the dance community, um, specifically hip-hop dance. Um, and so we definitely have a taste. We definitely have a love for it. We definitely want to keep eating it. We just, we just need a bit more of it. You know, and I think everybody can contribute one way or another. Um, you know, let your let your curiosity find it. Try out the flavors, see what you like, and share that around. Share that to your friends. Yeah, perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so, Queen Ali, thanks so much for coming on to Soul Food. Thank you, Sammy. I'm so so privileged to have been here. Really, really blessed, really, really grateful. Thank you for having me. No worries. Really appreciate it. And yeah, really appreciate you giving kind of your insights as a as an R&B artist as well. Um, where can people find you online and keep up? So I'm on Instagram. I post a lot of memes and ridiculousness on there and also my music and my music taste on there. Um, you can follow me at, at Hooray Ali. That's H-O-O-R-A-Y, full stop, Ali, A-L-I. Um, I'm on Twitter at hooray underscore Ali and you can also find my music or anywhere that you stream music, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube uh, under Queen Ali. You're here on Soul Food at Sin. <laughs> <laughs>